Welcome to Home Design Chat with Nancy. Are you remodeling or building your dream home? We will chat about everything from the ceilings to the floors and everything in between. And if you have any questions, please don't hesitate emailing me at nancy at nancyhugo.com. This podcast is being brought to you by Premier Lighting. Well, today is November 26th. Hope you guys all had a happy Thanksgiving. And today, my special guest is Drew Kettner. Drew is a sales consultant with Expressions Home Gallery, and they're located in Gilbert as well as Scottsdale. And Drew is in the Scottsdale one, which is the newest and most beautiful showroom. Right, Drew? It's definitely beautiful, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And... um, so we're going to talk about appliances today, right? Yes, we are. So since you're a, a, an expert, I would say, on appliances, I want to go into not talk generally about appliances, but I want to talk about the most popular appliances. Today, we're in the world of technology. So in your experience, what do you think is the most popular uh, the one that everybody should include in their new remodel or a new kitchen? I would say the steam oven is definitely a must-have these days for most of uh, the consumers that are coming in. Uh, instead of doing the traditional double oven, we're seeing them do your single oven with the steam oven right above that. Okay, so how easy is the steam oven to use? Oh, it, it's very easy. You can cook... Anything you can do in a traditional oven, you can do in the steam oven. Um, But it's also great for reheating food. If you have leftovers, if anything from, you know, two-day-old pizza, you can reheat it. Did you ever see two-day-old pizza? Usually it goes within (laughs) two hours. It's uh, it's rare, but it does happen. And when you put it in the steam oven, it will taste as fresh as, as it came out of the oven. Uh, from the restaurant. From the first time. From the first time, yeah. Right. You don't have cold middles. You don't have burnt cheese. The crust tastes fresh. It just adds the moisture to that crust without actually having it uh, turn out soggy or dried out. And what is it that you can't do in a steam oven? Uh, you can't reheat popcorn. Uh, who reheats so popcorn? You can't, you can't. It won't replace a microwave. You'll still need a microwave which we're seeing either people are doing a drawer microwave or they're getting a smaller microwave for their pantry kind of hidden away out of the kitchen. But you definitely, you'll need a microwave, that's for sure. Well, if you're a microwave person. Yes. Now, now here's a little uh, trivia. So when the microwave drawer first came out, I entered the contest and Sharp held it. They were the sponsors. And I won first prize nationally. So I am a proponent of the microwave in the drawer because I think, to me, because of my unique size, it's easier for me to put something in a microwave in a drawer than it is over a range. Now, let's quickly talk about those microwaves over the range. How safe are they? Well, they're they're safe. They're just not popular. They're safe if you're six foot three. If you're six foot three, they are safe. They don't give you proper ventilation. It what it does give you is. It gives you ventilation, and it gives you your microwave. Well, also, when people set it above the range, there's, they don't usually leave as much space as, say, you had an independent ventilation hood, and the, um, the parameters are 
30 to 33 inches above the cooktop surface. Correct. Those microwaves, they say, oh, yeah, you can have 16 inches. Correct. Which, twofold. You can't put a big pot there and stir it. And then also, it, well, it's not safe. And it's, it's not doing a good job anyway. It's definitely not doing a great job. It, it will pass for code. It's the bare minimum. Um, it accomplishes both that. Like I said, it's a hood and a microwave. It's but a, it's it, a flimsy it's bare, hood. It's bare minimum. Yeah. So we're seeing those go away. I'd like to see them go away totally. <laughs> and that might happen. We're seeing more and more um, remodels that will include a hood, some type of uh, centerpiece or focal point for the kitchen. Well, let's meander right into the hoods. I think nowadays the hoods have become a design focal point. Oh, absolutely. Whereas years ago they were an afterthought. Oh, yeah, we need a hood. Let's just throw it up there. Oh, yeah, we'll use the microwave space saver. Or we'll use that little hood that's attached to the bottom of a cabinet. Correct. Which really, well, some of them had enough CFMs, which is the pull that the fan draws from the room, but they weren't pretty. Agreed? Definitely, definitely not. We... That's, I would say, the number one thing people say about ventilation is that they never use it and that they don't work. And I think they just got used to, you know, their their hood from their microwave. Sounding like a jet engine. Yeah, and yeah. it sounds like a jet engine. It doesn't work. It doesn't pull out uh, any of the smoke or the heat. And then nobody really ever cleaned those filters. Exactly. So they look like something that should not be even in a kitchen. So nowadays, we're seeing a lot of um, companies offering the most beautiful shapes, finishes, and also they're efficient. Definitely. I've seen a lot of the hoods, like I said, be the focal point so they don't have uh, wall cabinets on the right and left side of the hood. They're tiling the whole wall. Matter of fact, I designed a kitchen recently that did that. They're in the middle of... of, um, building it out but you use your hood as a focal point but it's still useful it's got enough draw from your smoke your carcinogens in the food to be useful you're going to spend the money you might as well get something that works right correct and i think the the design aspect or the look or the desire to get away from that over the range microwave has gotten the word out that these hoods actually work they're not just for looks they're functional people use them their house doesn't smell like grease and it removes the heat yeah you don't ever want to walk into a house and smell fish and bacon (laughs) no so these hoods actually work and especially in arizona if it's hot and you you want to cook and it's 112 out these hoods will remove the heat from the kitchen so you're not sweating over the stove Oh, yes. That reminds me of those famous um, microwaves over the range that were recirculating. Do you want to explain how they work? Well, they, they don't work. Right. <laughs> they, they do work in the fact that it will, it's supposed to help remove odor, but it's essentially blowing the heat back into the room. So you might as well not even use it. Correct. And that's what people got used to. And again, these trends, these design trends where people are using hoods, they're starting to realize, and I think the word is out, that, hey, this thing actually works. It does the job it's supposed to do. I use my hood all the time now, whereas before people would say, I never use my hood. It doesn't work. I don't turn it on. Now we're hearing the exact opposite. Well, two points. Um, it's pretty. 
And it also isn't loud like it used to be, so you can actually talk above it. Correct. Turn it on, people don't even know it's on. So that's one of the most important aspects, I think, uh, when people are thinking, yeah, okay, it's not so bad. We do need a hood. Mm-hmm. Let's go with a quiet one that works. Yep. Good. Okay. I want to talk about the induction. Uh, do you think it's becoming very popular? Definitely. We've Obviously, Arizona has a lot of people that are move here they move here from out of state that where they've had gas that's all they've ever had a lot of the homes in arizona don't they don't have gas so they're stuck with electric and they don't want the coil top and they want that do they still make those coil tops they do they're out there actually just you know where they should put order them on in my... the same place with those space saver microwaves <laughs> over the range. I, I just did a special order one um and we got it here in time for Thanksgiving. We actually installed it yesterday, so she'll be able to cook. Oh, good. Um, did you give her extra uh, drip dishes, uh, drip pans, whatever they call I them? D- so, I oh did my not. God. I did not. I was just happy that she has something to cook on. Uh, but that's that's my point. People that they're used to something and they they want that. But when they come from from back east, California, or wherever gas is popular, and they come here. And they're stuck with electric. They, they they want that comfort of the control. With induction, you can control the temperature, if not better than a flame, because it, it'll cool down quicker. It'll heat up quicker. Yeah, it's instant on, instant yep. off. Induction will boil water quicker over gas anytime. I don't care how many BTUs, that induction cooktop will boil water quicker and faster than any gas cooktop. So for the people who are listening to this podcast and may have a regular cooktop electric cooktop which is typically the smooth glass or even if you have a cooktop that's coil how easy is it to switch over to the induction and i recommend that you all go to your favorite appliance store and check it out maybe they'll have a demo but how can they switch it's pretty easy if you have a newer home usually the wiring is is thick enough um that you don't have to change that out, and you just have to upgrade your breaker. You just need a 50-amp breaker. That's usually all you'll need. But some of these older homes, uh, the wiring wasn't as good, it wasn't as proper, or it's just old and brittle, and you, a lot of times you would have to replace that as well as the breaker. And that's not a big deal, is it? Not a big deal. Nope, just get an electrician, and they should be able to take their, take care of that for that you. That would make a good Christmas present for all you people out there <laughs> yes. who are wondering what to give your wife or your husband if he's the cook in the family. Uh, I think once you cook on induction, you probably won't change. But what's the caveat on that? Talk about the pots. As long as your pots and pans are a ferrous metal, meaning if you can stick a magnet to it, it will work with induction. So no big deal. I think that's the one thing people, the stigma is, oh, I have to change all my pots and pans. Well, you don't. Well, not only that, when you think about it, how many pots and pans do you use in a week? There might be three, three different pans, and you can get them at Amazon or, uh, oh, gee, Target. Or you can go to Macy's, or you can go to um, Williams-Sonoma if you want to spend a lot of money on them. True. <laughs> but the, the fact that they have become so popular, the prices of induction cookware have gone down right. drastically. So, yes, you can find them at anywhere from 
Walmart to Target to Williams Sonoma. So it depends on yeah. where you want to be. And I think that's because the benefits of induction have just superseded all the other cooktop uh, exactly. models. I think I think switching that out is probably one of the easiest things. Probably the biggest or the hardest thing to do when you switch out, you have to think of the cutout of the cooktop. If your old cooktop was in um, Formica or Corian or Granite, you might have to do some either cutting. So you might want to go with a bigger cooktop, not a smaller one, because you can't make that hole smaller. You can only go bigger. Correct. Right? You agree? <laughs> yeah. If you stick with, um, so most manufacturers, if if you had an older model, let's say Whirlpool or KitchenAid, or if it's GE, if you buy uh, that same brand, they try to make sure that your cutout will be the same so that you can, it's an easy transition for you for being loyal to that manufacturer. Well, you know, a lot of times the homeowner can get the model number of their old unit and then give it to your salesperson. He can look it up and he can see what the cutouts are for the old one and then versus the new one. So they'll just have to do some research and find a new one for you. But you can still get that induction. Absolutely. Um, so, oh, let's talk about um, the appliances that we don't use anymore because we've come so far in technology. And uh, we were talking before we started recording, and one of them is that famous compactor. Uh, trash compactors. Not seeing a lot of those. Um, I know there are some areas where, I guess it, if you're in a rural area maybe, where your trash pickup isn't as often. But you have to be maybe. careful not to put anything organic yeah. in there. So they're they're kind of becoming extinct where we're not seeing people actually replace their compactors with a compactor, more or less a wine refrigerator or a beverage refrigerator. Uh, that Oh, it, yeah, because they were It's the exact 15-inch, so it's okay. it, the exact same size. You can just remove that compactor, and we can just install the wine fridge. So no don't problem. think garbage. Think happy days with wine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think most people would say, heck, I'd put a wine cooler in anywhere. Yeah, right? and it looks great, adds value to the kitchen. Uh, most people really aren't too excited about a compactor if you're looking to sell your home. Uh, yeah, it's not a selling point. Not a selling point. But when they see that little beverage fridge or a wine fridge, they love it. They're thinking, okay, this will free up room in my main refrigerator. Oh, we can buy more wine, go to Napa, drink. Exactly. <laughs> So it's definitely a better way to go. Well, you know that the uh, the old saying, if you have wine, they will come. <laughs> Absolutely. That's why so, I'm here now. <laughs> right. So now we've trashed three appliances that are, well, ancient. One of them is the coil cooktop. Uh, not mm-hmm. something that I ever use. Yeah. Uh, another one is the trash compactor, which mm-hmm. is going down the hill very quickly. And the other one, which isn't quite in the garbage, but I'd like to see it there, is that microwave space saver. Because the alternatives would be the microwave in a drawer or getting a small one and sticking it in your pantry so nobody can see it. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Okay. So now we've talked about the popular ones, induction cooktop, steam oven, but we miss the coffee maker. How popular has that become? Definitely seeing a lot of build-outs for a coffee bar. The coffee maker at home, if it's in the master suite or in a bar area. But we're seeing a lot of coffee makers with the coffee maker warming drawer. It'll keep your glasses warm. Or your little cups. Your coffee mugs, yep. But then right below it, we're seeing uh, drawer refrigerators. 
so you can. That's where you're going to put yeah. your uh, cream and Creamer, milk. Creamer right. and milk. Um, or you can keep adult beverages in there. But uh, Your wine. You've, you've, you've got your everything you need all in one, all right there where you don't have to. Again, it's going to free up space in your refrigerator. But you can make a nice cup of coffee at home. So. The the downside of that is making that one single cup. You can't make multis at a time, right? No, you can definitely make two cups at a time. Um, Mila actually has one where you can make a pot of coffee. Oh, so, really? Yeah. So if you if you might if you like having that pot of coffee, if that's your thing, and, and you don't want to stray away from it, they definitely have that option where you can brew. It does eight cups. So and that's, how does that stay warm? You could it'll it'll keep warm. Um, if you just leave it in the coffee maker. Is it a metal carafe or something? No. Um, it's, I believe it's, you can yeah, tell I haven't seen yeah, that. It is, That's something that, that I actually missed. It is, it is metal. They have it. Um, they have a working unit at the Mila showroom, so you can check that out. Um, but that is popular. But you can definitely do two glasses at once. So if it's your your spouse and that's your routine in the morning and you can just put two cups under there and it'll pour two large cups you can preset them to the temperature if you want it extra extra hot for your commute to work or if you want it ready to drink right away you can drink you know drop down the temperature it's they're wonderful and it's i mean sitting in the line at starbucks is not becoming popular um because it, although I mean, although I do see people, you see people my God, lined the around line the block is, right. for it. And, and think about how much they spend a week, or let's go with a month and really be shocked, mm-hmm. how much they spend a month on their grandes with their fancy drinks in them. Correct. They yeah. could buy a coffee machine twice. It'll and pay put for it itself. In their kitchen. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Uh, so the coffee makers that are built in, do they are they plumbed or not plumbed? There are some, the Mila coffee makers can be plumbed. So you have water there, automatic. You don't have to refill anything. Most of them, you have a cartridge that you fill up. So, you you know, it'll kind of alert you that you need to refill it, empty the grounds, things like that, just like you would have in a normal pot of coffee, your normal coffee maker that you've been used to. But you just, you fill it up. Um, usually in the coffee bar, we'll have a small sink and a faucet with a filter on it so you can have filtered water with your coffee. Well, when the meal is plumbed, is there a filter so that that water coming from your supply is uh, filtered? It's filtered, but it gets... The way it works, It's um, you can have regular tap water going to it, or you can filter it if you want to. Um, I wouldn't say that you need a filter unless you're on... Well, water, but Arizona has terrible water. Yeah, you we don't, do. You, We've you don't want to use uh, RO water, but regular tap water is is fine. The best thing to do is, I guess, well, if it's not plumbed, getting a filtration system by the sink by your coffee maker, mm-hmm. and then you can have filtered water and fill the canister. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. And do they all um, have the capability of grinding the beans? They do. You can oh, use uh, beans or ground coffee. On either one. On Good. Any See now, maker. everybody, you can put that on your Christmas list as well. And before we go on with some of the other really interesting appliances, I want to talk about Premier Lighting. Now, you know, we, we're getting close to Christmas, and I think you should really uh, do maybe some spiffing up in your house. You can change out a fixture, change out the lights. 
put outside lights by your walkway so that when your company comes, they don't trip over any rocks. So think about adding more lights. Think about the LEDs. I know every week I talk about LED lighting, and that's the way to go. They're even putting LED lighting in appliances, right? right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Nobody uses the other kind. They're gone. They're with the coil cooked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, anyway, go on to their website, shoppremier.com. You'll be amazed at what they have. They do ship. They have consultants that will answer your questions. If you are lucky enough to live in the Arizona area, you can go to their showroom in Scottsdale, and you can see their oh, hundreds of fixtures from the hanging from the ceiling all over the place, fans, whatever you need, they have. So there again, I want to thank them for sponsoring me, and I want you to go visit their website at shoppremier.com. Now, let's talk about um, the finishes. I, I know a lot of the appliance finishes changed from when Leave it to Beaver's mother had her kitchen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. The, the pinks and the blues uh, to avocado green, harvest gold. The colors have definitely changed. Um, Although they're still around, folks. If you yeah. really insist on going retro, there are companies that have appliances with those god-awful colors. But I didn't <laughs> say that. Okay. Yeah, they're definitely out there. Um, the trends that we're seeing with the white shaker cabinets, I believe, most people you know, are kind of, they want an option, a different option, I should say, than stainless steel. And GE Cafe, they're coming out with a matte white finish. They're also they also have a matte black, but they're giving you kind of options with different trim styles. So if you wanted to do matte white with a brush gold, or brush copper, or brush bronze, yeah, different metals are in this di- year. Different metals for 2019, anyway. To to match your cabinet hardware, you have that option now. That is cool. But um, what about gray appliances? Slate, I heard that that is coming in. Uh, the GE Slate, it's very it's a very neutral color, which is if you're not looking to redo your cabinets and you just want to update your appliances and you are looking for an alternative, the GE Slate, it's very neutral against any color cabinet that you have in your current home. You know, a lot of times people like the wood tone cabinets, and they might be dark, and they always went with the black Appliances. So now mm-hmm. this dark gray gives you an option. Yes. But don't forget, you can also get the appliances where you want to camouflage the uh, refrigerator, the dishwasher, the under-counter refrigerator, the refrigerator drawers. Uh, you can do uh, your microwave in a drawer. You can do so much with your uh, drawer fronts or your cabinet fronts matching your appliances. But for the things like the oven, the steam oven, which you can't put a door in front of, mm-hmm. you can go with now. Um, and I guess they still have the stainless steel. So stainless you, steel is definitely still the, the most industrial popular. look. Mm-hmm. A lot of people like that heavy look, those heavy handles. Mm-hmm. And then there are people, if you're going with a very minimalistic look, they can go with the more modern look, the thinner handle. Yeah, we're actually, Wolf has an oven with no handle at all if you didn't want a handle. Um, which is helpful. It'll match if you have different, like if you have a certain brand of range or stove or oven and a different refrigerator and you wanted a separate oven, but you didn't want it to stand out like a sore thumb, it would really blend in with any kitchen. So that's helpful. It has a good look, too. What about the dishwasher that to open it, you knock on it? Which one is that? The Mila dishwasher. 
Boy, things have come <laughs> a long way. That's almost, well, yeah, how does that work? What's the technology on that? I am not an engineer, so I don't know okay. how to explain the technology. But uh, you do knock on it, and it will open, and then enough so you can pull it open. Uh, but it looks great when it's installed if you're going for that, that look with no handles on your cabinets. That's definitely the best way to go. Um, I've seen it. I've used it. It works well. I, I would assume, again, I'm not an engineer, but it works. Maybe it works just like those touch faucets from But Delta. you do have to give it a good knock. Correct. I yes. had a customer who did a gentle knock, and it wouldn't open, and oh, she no. said, it's not working. <laughs> you do have to, you know, do one of those, hey, come in. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, those big knocks. You might need a rubber mallet. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> I like them with handles so that handles, I can open yeah. them up. Hey, let's talk about that new thing that hit the uh, market, the sous vide. Everybody's talking about cooking, you know, with a sous vide. Explain that. Sous vide is, it's been around for a long time. It is in the, restaurants, in, yes. In restaurants, but now it's something that appliance manufacturers are talking about and it's showing up on menus at restaurants um, because it's, it, it's the best way if you're going to cook, let's say, a steak and you want it at a certain temperature and, or if you want it at medium rare, you can let it sit and cook. It'll stay the same temperature. Um, it's great if you for food prepping. You can take that meat, if, say if it's shrimp, you can put all your seasoning in a bag, you vacuum seal it, store it, freeze it for however long you need, and then when you're ready to cook it, the sous vide cooking, you're not going to overcook it, you're not going to undercook it. You can let it sit for however long you need, and it's going to come out perfect. All the juices stay locked in. It comes out amazing. So for those who have no clue what we're talking about, when you're cooking with this method, you're slow cooking in a temperature-controlled water bath. Correct. Um, which sounds like uh, something from the future because then everything is in your bag. You know, just like the astronauts, they've got everything yep. in the bag, except this food, I think, tastes a lot better than theirs. Some appliances actually will have this method of cooking built into their range. I think we're going to see more of this in the future. I believe so. Just with the way things are, these everyone's too busy. You know, every, everyone gets busy in their days. But, uh, you know, there's an oxymoron. Excuse yeah. me. But I want to say everybody's too busy, but everybody wants to cook like a professional chef. Exactly. And so this allows it. You can, yeah. you can get all your food ready. You can make that Costco run. Prep your food, put them in these bags. If it's a steam oven, you can cook them in a steam oven on sous vide. Or uh, if it's a cooktop, they have thermometers that, that, again, technology in these cooktops that are connected Bluetooth. So it keeps it at the right temperature. You don't have to babysit it. All your marinating, your juices, everything's all right there. And you're, like you said, slow cooking it in this sous vide bag, which is safe to cook with. Uh, don't. Don't try to use a regular bag. It won't work. <laughs> but it definitely saves time. You can Otherwise, you'll get soggy food, exactly. very soggy food. Uh, but it definitely saves time. All your meals are ready th for the week. Um, so when you have time on the weekend, you can pre-make all this stuff and just pop it in the steam oven. And it, it, like I said, it'll come out perfect, like at a five-star restaurant. 
Wow, I think we have covered a lot of important stuff. We've told everybody what to buy and what not to buy, <laughs> what to stay away from, yes. and given them some ideas on the new things that are going to come into the market. Um, I noticed that kitchens are getting more uh, technological, and I don't think the idea of being a quote-unquote professional chef in your own kitchen is going to go away soon. It seems like people invite their friends and they're all cooking together. Oh, I hate to say the kitchen is the heart of the home because I've heard that for 40 years, but it is. That's where everybody hangs out. That's where everybody cooks together. That's where most of them are eating. If you have an island, they cook. The only thing is they walk away when it's time to clean up. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah, we got to get them to uh, have more fun cleaning. (laughs) That's definitely the trend. Yeah. But, Drew, I've learned a lot. I hope everybody else has. I hope you had fun. Oh, definitely. And I want to thank you for stopping by. Thank you. And I want to thank everybody for listening to this podcast. I think there was a lot for you to understand if you aren't into appliances like we are. So if you have any questions, don't hesitate calling me. Well, don't call me. Email me. Nancy at nancyhugo.com. I will certainly answer any of your questions or point you in the direction if I don't know the answer. In the meantime, we're getting close to Christmas, so have a happy, enjoy the day, and until next time. 